I'm Nathan, and welcome to Stories with a Twang. For today's episode, I decided to do something a little different and go back to my folklore roots. So, today I'm going to talk about two different cryptids. The first cryptid is called Huggin' Molly. She is said to haunt the small town of Abbeville, Alabama between Dothan and Eufaula. It seems like Huggin' Molly is just another tale that parents tell their children to make sure that they are home before dark. One quote says, I know it's true because my grandmother told me about her friend that it happened to when she was about 10 years old. She had stayed out after dark and she wasn't far from home so she wasn't scared about being out so late. She was walking down the road that would take her back to her backyard and she was inside of her house when Huggin' Molly stepped out in front of her out of nowhere. The girl screamed and ran around the large woman dressed in black and ran home. She ran in the back door and locked it as her mama came in and asked her what had happened. When the girl said she had seen Huggin' Molly, the only thing the girl's mama had to say was, I told you not to go and stay out after dark, Huggin' Molly will get you. That is a quote I found from a fantastic book called Alabama Lore, The Chocoloco Monster, Huggin' Molly, The Lost Town of Cottonport, and Other Mysterious Tales by Will Elric. I highly recommend it for those wanting some more Southern folklore in their lives. Anyway, the town of Abbeville has since adopted Huggin' Molly as their official mascot. Complete with a restaurant called Huggin' Molly's, and Molly even appears on their town's welcome sign. She is a legend that has been passed down to the town's children for almost as long as Abbeville has existed. The most common version of Huggin' Molly's tale is that children walking alone after nightfall will get a surprise. Huggin' Molly will jump out of the shadows and grab the child in a bear hug and squeeze them as hard as she can. She also is said to scream in the child's ear. She then takes them back to her lair or wherever she lives, never to be seen again. Some people include in their stories that Molly is a witch, but the fact that stays the same between versions is that she is incredibly tall and dressed all in black. The versions of who Huggin' Molly actually was vary, but one frequent description depicts her as a giant of a woman, maybe seven feet tall and as big around as a bell of cotton. The website for the restaurant Abbeville called Huggin' Molly's has their own version of who she is. It says, Some say her ghost still walks the streets of Abbeville late in the night, sweeping her black skirts as she goes. If she happens upon you, she chases you down, gives you a hug, and screams in your ear. Jimmy Rain, an Abbeville native and lifelong resident, grew up hearing the legend of Huggin' Molly. For him and his friends, she was as real as the trees that rustled in the wind at night. Anybody who grew up in Abbeville grew up knowing the legend of Huggin' Molly, Jimmy says. If your mother or dad didn't want you out after dark, they'd tell you Huggin' Molly would get you, and you believed it too. One night, Jimmy and his good friend Tommy Murphy heard the story from Tommy's dad. He told them he knew Huggin' Molly was real because she had sprung from the shadows and hugged him one night. They were convinced it had to be true. To this day, hearts beat faster as the moon rises in the sky over Abbeville. Huggin' Molly dressed all in black could show up at any time. 
Other versions of Molly's story include claiming that she used to be a teacher and just wants the kids to be home and safe after dark, and another that she lost her own child so she wants to protect other children while they're still alive, very similar to the tale of La Llorona. There are many people who still live in Abbeville that claim they've seen Huggin' Molly or that their friend's uncle saw her. Whether she is real or not, Huggin' Molly has brought mystery and excitement to a small Alabama town, and they have embraced her tighter than she is said to embrace tardy children. My second cryptid of the episode is just as interesting as Huggin' Molly, but is said to swim in waters thousands of miles away from Abbeville, Alabama. I want to tell y'all about the Wallowa Lake Monster, or Wally for short. It is said that Wally lives in Wallowa Lake in northeastern Oregon. Basically the Loch Ness Monster, but in Oregon. Wally is said to be anywhere from 8 to 20 feet long. Wally is said to have been involved in a war between local tribes, the Nez Pierce and the Blackfeet. I found a quote from an eyewitness that appeared in the Wallowa Chieftain newspaper on November 5th, 1885. A prospector who refuses to give his name to the public was coming down from the south end of the lake on last Friday evening in a skiff shortly after dusk. When about midway of the lake, he saw an animal about 50 yards to the right of the boat, rear its head and neck up out of the water 10 or 12 feet, but on seeing him, it immediately dived. He ceased rowing and gazed around in astonishment for the strange apparition which he had just seen when it raised about the same distance to the left, this time giving a low bellow something like that of a cow. It also brought its body to the surface which the prospector figures was 100 feet in length. The monster glided along in sight for several hundred yards. It was too dark to see the animal distinctly, but it seemed to have a large flat head something like that of hippopotamus, and its neck, which was about 10 feet in length, was as large around as a man's body. There have been several sightings since then, most recently in the 70s when people claimed they saw the stereotypical humps in the water as the creature swam by. There have been many tales of monsters just like Wally and the Loch Ness Monster from all over the world. Could they really be true? What do y'all think people are seeing in the water, if anything at all? Personally, I think cryptids like the Loch Ness Monster are more likely to be somewhere like the ocean instead of such a small, secluded body of water. And besides, the ocean is so big and vast, we have no idea what could be lurking. Alright everyone, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. I know it's a little short, but I hope you all enjoyed it. If you have any stories you would like me to read on the show, please send them to storieswithatwang at gmail.com. Remember, they can be anything. They can be true stories or they can be creepy stories that you wrote yourself. The show is on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Stories with a Twang Podcast. It would mean an awful lot if you could rate and review the show wherever you listen, and don't forget to share with your friends and family as well. It could really help the show grow. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and until next time, remember that a little twang goes a long way.